Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, what's going on, guys? Nothing good. That was a bad one. What's going on with you, John? Uh, Happy Thanksgiving again, everybody. Yeah, we we, we did our Thanksgiving show. Yeah, we're over that. We're we're, we're on to Black Friday. (laughs) This is Black Hole Friday. Celtics could not do a damn thing tonight. I don't know. I mean, I guess hats off to everybody who wa- watched the whole game. Um, because, you know, this would have been an easy one not to. This was a horrible game, win or lose. Um, and so everyone's going to be understandably bummed out and apoplectic um, in the, uh, you know, in the yeah. chat. And the comments it, are so. not going to be a pretty place to be tonight. I would say yeah, I mean, it would look, not be a safe space for most. Yeah. So this was bad. Um, and in so many ways. So I don't know. Uh, I, it's, you know, I'm almost out of out of gas here. This was bad. I, I, I missed the very beginning of the game. By the time I turned it on, they were down like 12, 13, like very early on. And I, I don't even of... know what's worse, the, the start or the finish. It's really hard the to finish say. Is, the finish is always worse, and, and I'm sure Bobby has the numbers to back this up. This is a very bad fourth quarter team. I saw the stats earlier this week on, like, differential or whatever it was. This might be one of the worst, if not the worst, fourth, fourth quarter team in the NBA, and tonight was another example of that. Yes, they made the early comeback in the fourth quarter to tie it up and take a lead, but then they completely blew it to a team that, it's not even close to as talented as you are. When you talk about closers, Tatum, Jeez. Brown, I mean, Horford, Schroeder, Smart, you can go down the line of guys that should take president over anybody on the Spurs. Yeah, I know Murray's a, a great player, and, and hats off to him because he was the only one who showed up late in the game tonight on either side, and um, he was a stud down there for them. Um, but this was, this, was, this was bad. I mean, obviously, yeah. you, the, the, the start of this game was horrific, but the end was equally as bad because you had them, right? You had them. You were up, what, seven, eight, something like that? Up seven. So the run ends yeah. up being seven. They were up seven, and they got outscored. How does that just go? What? Like, seven, how does that They got outscored just... 17 to two in the last 439 of the fourth quarter. That is um, so bad. Against this team. That's what's right, crazy. Right, to me. right. Against a team that has no business going on a 17 to 2 run at any point in any game, let alone the fourth quarter of a game where they just gave up a 24 point lead and they, you know, they should have just lied down and died. Instead, you allowed them to come back and win the game. 
Yeah, it's unreal. I mean, you mentioned the stat, Jimmy. They're last in the league. Last. Dead last in the fourth quarter net rating. Uh, that's not good. That's something they went through last year, of course. We had some pretty horrific numbers in the fourth quarter last year for that group. Carrying over to this year, and man, like it just happened so fast. They got that nice little jumper for Smart in the high post area. They gave up a layup the other way. It's five points with three minutes to go. You think, uh, they probably got this overtime at worst and never scored a bucket the rest of the way. The final yeah. 320. Gave up free throws, fouled in the lane. Those short load jumpers, especially the white one over um over Horford. Horford had a pretty bad game. And why didn't Udoka challenge the Jalen block Bro- oh, just for the hell of it? 90 seconds left. The what? Maybe it uh the chase down block by Brown. Looked like the Celtics might have tipped uh, it off of uh might have thought it was off Tatum's hand, think, to be honest. I think it was Keldon Johnson there. So no, but what's what's the point in saving that challenge with ninety seconds left? I didn't love that. Uh, well, and, it's. I think I would think if they just thought maybe they would need the actual timeout for a situation. Um, no, they I ended guess, up needing yeah. the challenge for the jump ball. That was a jump ball at the end where Tatum wrapped him up. But yeah, by that point, I mean, we're that point, so that. like, well, yeah, I know, I know. I mean, this is not a game that we're not going to blame the refs or you know. That point, you're down. Usage what, of timeouts. But this is a. I, no, we no, haven't heard. E- we haven't heard email yet tonight. But like, among the things, you know. And, we heard pop in and out. <laughs> sure, but <laughs> among the else. things among the things people liked about the Celtics, um, you know, little <sighs> correction run that they had there was uh, they played the effort seemed to be there. Yeah, a lot of nice. Was last two times out, both losses, the effort hasn't been there consistently. And again, you just kind of you just can't do that. Um, you know, uh, Ime, you know, was said, well, we got to, you know, we definitely, you know, had some effort issues and, you know, got down on ourselves when uh, shots weren't falling. I mean, you, you came out dead ass flat on the road um, against a really crappy team. Uh, and, you know, you deserve to lose mm-hmm. even, it, you know, uh, you know, even though you had a seven point lead with three minutes to go. Uh, so the collapse was bad, but I mean, you got down 24 points to this friggin' team. These guys are terrible. Seven to 35 shooting to open this one. Yeah. Like, I, you, you, you hate to just go the hyperbole route, but like, I, I can't remember a start like that. And this team has certainly had some starts like that in recent years. I know, but, but I mean, are we going to sit here? Like, if I, if I spend any more time on Twitter, it's just simply a matter of like, when the shots fall, they'll be good. Like, if they if they were good, the shots right. would be falling. Like I mean, it's the other way around, guys. Like I know, and I not... hate that. I did that for three years at Syracuse, listening to Bayheim. It's like, all right, just hit the simulation button. Yeah. We'll see what the percentage yeah. is, and then we'll. If our shots start falling, everything will be fine. No, we're getting our looks. Yeah, I get it. It's the other way around. Good teams make shots. You know, like it's how we're we're going over this now for a year and twenty games. It's a team yeah. that isn't. Great offensively, doesn't move the ball great, doesn't have a lot of shooters. Like, enough, enough of this. Enough of a, well, you know, the potential assists and would you, you know, what's the, yeah, they'll have streaks where shots are falling and then you'll have streaks when they're not falling and you'll be roughly this, which is a 500 team, which is right. kind of where they've been. I mean, it's not shocking. You know, I don't understand why people wait for something magical to happen. It's, you're, this is the frustrating part of covering and following and or being a fan of. An inconsistent team. Um, we are some getting you'll see right it. now. Like, like I so said, I always grab him real quick. Yeah, I always see this. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I, I always see this, Jimmy. It's like mm-hmm. you know, I always compare this to golf. You know, you go out one time or one hole, 
and you friggin', you know, nut a drive, hit it eight feet from the pin, you know, make right. make your par, birdie if you're lucky, and you're like, easy game. If I just do that every Simple time, game, fine. yeah. <laughs> and, th- and then you shake the next one in the woods and like, ah, that guy didn't exist, you know? Yeah. This is kind of how Celtics fans view this team is only in the potential of what you saw in their best moments instead of looking at the large picture. Uh, and it's so baffling to me. It's baffling. Just when you think you've, you know, you've, you've figured something out, you've, 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 you know, fixed the swing. It's obviously no, you just shanked one, like, right, yep. you know, 40 feet. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. That's the kind of golfer I yeah, am. Yeah. Okay. That, that actually makes sense. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Was... I still suck. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, so... I am going to shoot a 100 today. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Yep. But yeah, it I mean, you look at the record. They're 10 and 10. Um, you know, I imagine they're pretty close to 500 over a much longer stretch. You know, they're, they're a very mediocre team. And um, a game like this sucks because you, you can never play your style of basketball when you're down 20. You know what I mean? You're down by so much. Now you're, you, you're throwing everything out there. You've got Cantor playing. You've got – and Cantor was great tonight. I know he missed a few at the rim, and people were going to maybe focus on those things. But I, I, know, he was, I know he was leading the I team know. plus minus for, for a bit. Um, but it's just one of those games where you can never compl- you, you don't know you don't know what the hell you're watching. You know, your team that's you're just fighting to claw back to get it close, and then you know it just runs. One team goes on a run, another team goes on a run. There's no consistency to the game. It's just ugly. And then for them to again, I'll go back to it. For them to actually come all the way back, show some resiliency, show some fight, and then to blow it like that to a team to a team that isn't good. You know what I mean? It's like. You should hold on to a seven-point lead against a, against a bad team, regardless of how you got that lead to begin with, you know? So, again, what is it about these fourth quarters? Is it coaching? Is it just lack of killer instinct? Is it, you know, tired legs? I, I don't know what it is, but it's becoming, like, the norm now. I mean, we already saw this. We already saw the stat. They're the, literally the worst fourth-quarter team in basketball, efficiency-wise, whatever it is. So, this is now their MO. You can't ever be – happy with any level of a lead that you have because statistically speaking you will lose that lead (laughs) if it's you know anywhere within striking distance of the opponent I mean this is a bad team the Spurs um and they closed it out and Murray was the guy tonight who's who looked like you know he wanted it you know I, I hate to say that somebody wants it more than somebody else because I think at the end of the day you know if you ever played a sport you want it but it's more than just wanting it. You have to go out there and do it. You have to go out there and execute, hit the shots, hit the open shots. My guy Schroeder missed open shot after open shot tonight. Um, so, listen, if, if he has a good night, I give him credit. If he has a bad night, I'll give him I'll, – uh, Bobby, don't touch anything. Even when you change your name, this happens to the screen. It's yeah. A disaster. Just, you know what, Bobby? Just take the night off. Just go ahead and take the night off. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's good. We're going to let Bobby back in here. Bobby was listening to uh, email. That sounds like a short email. We'll get, we'll get a little bit. Uh, how short was Ime, Bobby? Yeah, just a few minutes. Uh, calling out the team essentially again. You know, guys Effort. trying to find their own rhythm instead of playing together. I uh, said, you know, we've seen what we can be when we're together on the offensive end. And this one, I thought the biggest line of all was it shouldn't take two or three quarters for guys to be looking for their rhythm, their shot. And, you know, I kind of noticed this uh, through – the first, what are we in, two months of the season now? Like, these email call-outs, they're directed at the team pretty broadly, but they almost always seem to most distinctly apply to Tatum, don't they? Like, you know, Ennis can't Tatum be and Brown. Well, Brown's, kind of like, Brown's still so out of it. He is, I but... Can't look, even... yeah, I mean, think about it. 
the, the it's the same thing. It's yeah. ultimately you have the, you know, it's again, and this is another narrative that's just going to drive me nuts. Like, you know, every time we see the cutaway of them smiling or laughing, or they both have good games together. It's like, ultimately it's again, anybody watching this team sees a sees disconnect, you know, it doesn't look like, especially those two guys are, you know, playing together in any sort of way. It is a, my ball, your ball mm-hmm. sort of thing, you know, uh, even at the end, uh, and again, I want to look at it one more time. I don't know if anybody else noticed it when they're down three and Tatum has the ball late and he drives and he gets that little one footed shot, which was a decent shot for him. Who's standing in the yep. corner wide open. Yeah. I thought Brown was invisible for most of this. Brown game. was standing right there in the corner. Uh, and if you're thinking, if you're thinking, I got my guy Jay here, and if the heat comes and this guy comes over, if I go and this guy cheats, bang. That's got to be, before you go, that's got to be in your head. And to not yeah. even, to, to not make that look, you got to know that. You got to know that. That's what's yeah. strange to me. Like, you think of everything. This guy comes, I'm going to hit the big man if somebody's cutting or blah, blah, blah. If this guy comes off Jalen, who's in the corner, I'm kicking it right to him for a game-tying three. As it was, he was only taking a shot that would have put him down one. That should have been, like, option one. I hope this guy comes to me right now because I want to find Jalen open if this sucker takes the bait. And no, it didn't happen, you know? And I want to look at the play again. But that, to me, that one kind of stood out there at the end. And there was another one that I texted you guys where it was Brown who drives to the basket and just does a wild layup that, you know, over the, you know, over the top and just didn't even come close to going. And this was late in the game where they were in mid collapse. And again, another situation where if Brown's driving to the hoop and three guys collapse on him and he has to do a circus shot in the back of his head, he should be able to say, okay, I'm going to kick this out to, you know, over here, over here. And instead of just going up with it, and maybe it's because he, missed a, uh, a few straight possessions and get, didn't get an attempt. I don't know what the reason would be, but it's the decision-making, again, on the offensive end that sunk these guys. Yeah, and I don't have the numbers tonight, but I do. I have loved tracking these numbers over the last two weeks here. And on Wednesday, Tatum passed to Brown four times. Brown passed to Tatum two times. So it's just six passes between them over the course of probably fewer minutes in that game because of the Brown minutes limit, but... You know, overall, they're averaging about 25 on the court together over the course of a game. You would think it'd be close to 20 passes between the two every game. And again, here, no more than seven, right? Like, just right in line with the average. Uh, There's no connectivity between them at all right now. Uh, Tatum did make some decent looks getting off the ball. I like that pass out to Romeo out of the double team. I liked him bouncing off the ball to Romeo, playing to the right corner. He does that thing with other guys. It, It almost makes... No sense why he can't play a two-man game with Brown there. It's so weird. A little pick and roll or just something. Like, it's almost like it's not – if Ime had some crazy explanation for it, just the system they're running or what they – the directions they want to bend the defense, all these, he doesn't. It's like they got to learn to play with each other, and almost everybody, him included, is confused why they can't. All right, the Garden Report postgame show, as always, is brought to you by our exclusive wagering partner, Bet Online. Just go to betonline.ag, use the code CLNS50 for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. We've got it all going right now. You got basketball, hockey, NFL yeah. football, NCAA football, horses, MMA, golf. Is there still golf? If there isn't, there there's, will be. There's, there's, there's always golf. golf there's on. always some yeah. kind of golf. Props, live betting, all kinds of weird stuff. 
out outside of the sports realm, anything you want to, you know, place a bet on. Yep. BetOnline's got it. BetOnline.ag. Code CLNS50. 50% welcome bonus. Go check it out right now. And as always, make sure to gamble responsibly. It is strange. I mean, I know. Here's the thing. Uh, you know, with Brown, he just is. It's not his game. It never has been. Um, he's got tunnel vision. I don't think it's a not passing to Tatum thing. I think he's just. I, you know, he doesn't, he really doesn't have the ball a lot to begin with. Too. He doesn't have the ball enough. And when he does, he kind of does his thing and he doesn't really look up at all. It just doesn't, it's just not his thing. I think he makes, he can make the, the play that's there, but he's not going to get, you know, he's not creating or making plays for other people ever, you know, but that's just not his thing. We see it all the time. And sometimes it benefits. I mean, you get so stretches where he goes on 10 0 runs or whatever, uh, when he's cooking and he gets hot and you get out of his way and it's great. It just isn't his thing. Uh, with Tatum, like I said, I think he just buries buries his head and tries to win it on his own, you know, because that's how he thinks he needs to do it. You know, he had a, he had one of those patented step back threes, you know, uh, you know, in the, maybe in the third quarter when they were cutting into the lead and the next possession down, he gets all dribbly again and he takes another contested pull up three. Okay, the last one went in probably don't need to do it again, but he's just kind of like, here I go. I'm going to start cooking. That's just how mm -hmm. he gets himself going. It's just doesn't, you know, Nothing it's not easy. working. His, his number, it's not, his numbers suck. His numbers are terrible right now. He's got it. I don't know how long you just try to shoot your way out of it and wait for things to get better. Everything <sighs> about what he's doing right now is worse. He needs to change, right? Like this guy has to change at this point. Transformation yeah. in his approach, he's going to have a bad season. And if you remember his 2019, he had a bad season just because of his approach with the long twos, the shot selection, didn't have the ball enough to develop a rhythm. Right. So a correction in 2020, and then he's back again. He's back to yeah. all his worst habits. So, way more long, to, again, across the board, more isolation, uh, way, way more long twos, uh, getting to the line less than he did. Uh, everything is kind of going in the wrong direction for him and then the shots are also just not falling and so we're and we're 20 games in now officially like this yeah. is where it's not early anymore like he is having a bad season right now and corrected it for three games or so there against some poor competition and right back to it against the Spurs team that isn't high competition either I mean they've lost six straight coming into this not a profound defense this is the team he scored 60 against thought he would eat up Jakob Pertl and some of these other guys in the pick and roll here and really didn't do all that much of it they didn't take advantage of some of the poor smaller defenders in motion uh just spot ups against contested contest from defenders and he just holds the ball. He's still just and holding, holding the, the ball, ball and all that. Different He's just stuff. holding like it too it. long again. Uh, Jimmy, can you believe what Bobby just said? I can't. He just. He... Oh, I talk about the opponents. <laughs> Tatum. Yeah. Oh, uh, about Tatum at He's all? No. Tatum. Yeah. Yeah. Critical. He's Bobby's had it. You've pissed off Bobby Manning, Jason. No, I mean I've but said this all is a different Bobby it's... than after the. This well, is a different Bobby we've, than after the last game. We've talked about the bike. We've talked about bumps and bruises and all these different the ball i don't want to hear about the ball again 25 games in at this the point, bike yeah. that he's not pedaling yeah the bike's apparently done I, listen Ooh, yeah. not many questions for me these days i'm not using them on the bike <laughs> yeah the, the bike that he the bike that he sits on and doesn't pedal that bike you'll have to ask the bike yeah question, the, the bike that's as far away as the furthest possible bike. place he could sit from the team bike gate yeah 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 I mean, this yeah, we have our stinks. eyes on this bike gate. We got our eyes, eyes on bike. We know, we know, bike gate. 
And yeah, add this um, to the Raptors one. I did. I thought there was only one bad loss for this team all year, and now they add a horrible one to the resume. Like if this was March Madness, you'd be like, "Oh, how are they going to overcome that Spurs loss on Selection Sunday?" This is right. this is just brutal. And they have had a few of these gut punches over the last two years here. This was oh, this is bad. I mean, come on, you got to pick these up in the standings. And, and you know what? Per- they did the classic thing we thought they'd do, Bobby, which was like suck for most of it, play well enough for a short stretch, and it would be good enough. And it should have been good enough. And you escaped I thought this they were one. Win. Yeah, and I, I thought, thought they were, were going to win this one so easily. Well, so this yeah, is a game where harder. where this is the difference between this is the difference between um, the loss to the Nets. Is that I never thought the Celtics were going to come back and and give them a chance and give them a run and come back. You you said you said that you did. Tonight I thought that they were going to give everyone a you know a run for their money and they did. I thought they were going to pull it off. Once they took the lead, I was like, they pulled it. You know they're gonna they're gonna close this one out. So that's why I was so surprised. Obviously, I was surprised that they went down twenty four or whatever it was. Um, but I wasn't surprised to see them make a comeback because they did it last year um, against the same Spurs team, and I figured that you know. It's the NBA. It's a game of runs. The Nets are good enough to keep you at bay and prevent it from all the way happening. The Spurs aren't. Oh the Spurs my. really shouldn't be good enough to come back from seven down at the end. Remember um, that game last year in the locker room that followed? I don't think this is that bad, but it's No, I don't think so either. But that comment, I just I, it made me think, you know, that, that was brutal. The despondentness over that. But they looked horrible against the time. Nets. And they looked horrible against the Nets. The Jays, the Jays were cold against the Nets, and they came out super cold again tonight. Tatum, I thought, played a much better second half. Um, you know, he was, you know, a lot more active. He was hitting some shots. He even followed up a miss with a putback. Um, he did. But, that that yeah. was a good little stretch there. Yeah. It's actually, no, he, that was the one where I, I didn't like the shot he took, but I loved the follow. Right. Um, right. Oh, yeah, and he's hustling. He's on the boards. Like I said, he had a couple of taps that he bit. kept it alive. Right. I, I did look at the numbers, John, like the passing. It's an is approach. Bad. I keep saying, and again, I don't think it's an effort yeah. thing. I think it's an, I agree. This is where Jimmy and I differ a little bit here. I don't think he's only concerned with stats. I think he thinks the way that he impacts the game best is by scoring. And yes, he likes scoring and he feels good about himself because he feels like that's a job well done. I don't think it's simply because he likes to see the big box score numbers. I don't I don't think so. I just think I agree with Bobby in the sense that he does have to change his approach somewhat and live with fewer stats and fewer whatever if it's gonna create some flow and get things going for other people get him moving off the ball just doing different things uh just the approach is bad right now it's making him a worse version of himself instead of better he's (laughs) pressing and he's doing the same he's just digging deeper holes for himself he's got to change his approach and the defense, it's its there all game. Spurs aren't throwing anything remarkable at you offensively, but you hold them to 35% in the third. They were at 29%, like when I thought the game was over midway late in the fourth, and they finished that fourth 45%. That's the kind of boost they had down the stretch offensively, just going right down the lane there. And when the Celtics were at their worst, like the, the defensive numbers are good for this team on the aggregate, but with teams sometimes the eye test, you know, you have an eye test situation on a game like this. When it mattered, weren't guys just getting right to the rim, slashing downhill, getting open looks, like fairly easily. Murray's, White's, 
those yep. kind of guys there. Yeah. Neither Even Jakob Pertl getting his hand free a little bit in the lane. Like, these are guys that should not be killing you. Keldon Johnson hasn't had a good year. He gets out there and dunks on Grant's head. It's like, those are the let-ups right there that just have you spinning your head. Even on a night where Ime and, you know, everybody feels good about the defensive effort. Those momentary breakdowns and the most important one in the fourth right there. All you needed was two or, you know, one or two stops down the stretch there to just shut this down. And they couldn't do it. Yeah. It was unbelievable. And then I, I know there's a lot of people on, uh, you know. Horford, you know. minus 30 in this one. Horford oh, had wow. a, a, a that rough, 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 rough game. Rough yeah. game. He, w- he was on skates. This was one of his worst defensive games. Offensively, he's been Damn. struggling. It's one, this was one of his worst defensive games. Yeah. Um, I mean, and you have but, to wonder, are the minutes starting to – the games in the minutes starting to add up a little bit. Well, this bit is where him. not having Rob is killing with, you. Yeah, you know? I was going to say, with no Rob and – because you're playing, Cantor playing you, 20 minutes now. You're playing Cantor serious minutes. And now Cantor's getting the grant treatment from last year, which is thrust into an environment where he can't really succeed because he's playing probably against lineups he shouldn't be in against an uh, amount of minutes. I he thought he was great tonight. Doesn't deserve. He was there for the run when they cut it from 24 into single digits. And, and the, actually their defense played better. Cantor was in there during that stretch, but I think that was as much the Spurs sucking as it was anything that the Celtics did defensively during that stretch. But he was on the floor for that early run. It's those second half ones. And, you know, just, you know, late in the game there with Cantor playing critical minutes, uh, you know, wasn't, wasn't. Yeah. I mean, wasn't there's a couple, there was, yeah, there were a couple of possessions where, you know, it was like, damn it. You know, he, he, he turned it over. It was like a really, somebody made a really nice pass to him and just like hit him right in the chest and he turned it over. Like that was a tough yeah. one. And missed a couple at the rim. But oh, that overall, down the stretch was tough. Yeah, overall though, he nice, was one of the bucket. least, least, you know, problems um, tonight, I would say, overall. No, Grant so. was good. I thought Smart minus the turnover late was great. No, I mean, at the end of the day, Cantor ended up plus 28 in 18 yeah. minutes. So, you know, you're not going to – he just – he didn't – he didn't he, – he missed a couple of shots. He could have made more of a contribution offensively than he did. Yep. But he was out there during better stretches. Al minus During their 29. comebacks, yeah. As you right. said, Al minus 29 was brutal. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna end up in a place over the next week here where Cantor's your guy again if you have to sit Al down. You're just so thin at the at the big position now. I mean, you were thin to begin with, and now you're even more thin because you don't have Rob. And who really who knows with Rob, right? I mean, at the end of the day, he might be back on Sunday, and then he might he's, be out, he's out again Sunday. for two. two he's yeah. out. He didn't travel. Yeah. It, it, oh, nothing. right. Well, you, my 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 point is, you never know what you're gonna get. He's either he might be in the game, he might be out of the game. He's just very. From an availability standpoint, extremely not And this is unreliable. what we worried about, right? Like, early on, Horford was rolling, and I'm sitting here like, oh, they're not overusing this guy, are they? Just like, oh, yeah. Just yeah. killing the battery in, like, the first five minutes after <laughs> pulling the toy out of the box. It's like, man, he already looks exhausted out there, burnt out. It's the defense regressing in a way like it did tonight is really worrisome. We've known the offense isn't there. That's not as concerning. Uh, that hasn't been there all year. But this was the story of the game for me. Horford just completely reeling back his production on the defensive end of the floor. It's bad and night it's, for him. It's bad a good, it's good game, good team defensive night against a bad offensive team. But the individual moments he led up in that regard, especially when he's been so good on the perimeter – Allowing that white pull up after the block on uh, Johnson late there. 
tough one for Horford here. And the concern there is that it's not like an effort thing for Horford, right? No one really has ever questioned Horford's effort. It's just like more of a physical thing, I think. Like, I I just don't know if he can give you 30 minutes a game. He shouldn't have to. He shouldn't have to. Well, he shouldn't have to, but that's the problem now. And now he does. Because who the hell else is going to play? John, you can probably get Moses Brown back for pretty cheap. <laughs> Mo Brown playing like sent- one one point six minutes a night. Let's uh let's where's Cornetta? Take a quick pause. We want to tell Good everybody call. again about our sponsor here, Calm. Calm.com slash garden, 40% off. It's the number one sleep and meditation app. Uh teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind and become the champion version of yourself, as we mm-hmm. like to say, the best version of yourself. Um, so LeBron, if you ask him, getting good sleep, finding time to rest, one of the most valuable things you can do for your mind or body. Mm-hmm. Uh, from this, it's the sound of, what do you got? Rain. You know what it's got. It's got all these Rain, awesome sounds, calming um, sounds. Like a fan. You can you can do some white the noise. ocean, white meditation noise. Meditation stuff. S- stories. It's it's literally got everything. Bedtime stories. Um, you know. Music. Things that, will, things that will take you off the edge after a Celtics game. Put it that yeah. way. After, Cal- after a horrible Celtics game. What can help you come I down know. from it a little bit? I'm it's calm, calm by the I am calm. I've been angry. You might be calm, but there's other people that might not be as calm. I know. I'm calm. Right now, I'm you're calm. calm. You're calm. But yeah. I want you but guys to But if you're get, not calm, you get go calm. to calm.com slash yeah. garden for 40% off for the premium subscription. It's like a whole... You think you've been to calm.com? You haven't until you've tried the premium subscription. You don't even know what goes on yep. on the premium side of this app. Yeah, that's what that's where the real action is. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jimmy said it all. Uh, we'll move on uh, again. Um, Celtics losing here, getting outscored 15-0 down the stretch. We're down as much as 24 points early in the game. Uh, again, I don't know what's uglier, going down 24 in the first half or or getting outscored 15-0 by this crap team at the end. Uh, a lot of issues. <laughs> it's again... You know me, I'm not an excuse maker, but you see how badly they miss Rob. And this is really the downside of the inconsistency with him. You have the knee issue. And now it's a non-COVID illness that's so bad that you know in advance that somebody's going to be out multiple days. So this thing must be wiping people out. Rob was ruled out for Sunday, yesterday, you know? Is this so what like, um, Richardson a, had? It's a bad flu this year, for sure. Yeah. Is what Richardson had? Is this what one Richardson? Richardson too. Richardson might rejoin the team um, yeah. in Toronto, which which would be helpful. He's he's played well going back. You need it. You need the depth. Yeah. You, yeah. You need the I mean, depth. Tough thing is, you know, Romeo's giving them good minutes here. Grant's been awesome. I thought the last Grant was few great games here. Tonight. Like he's he's giving you shooting that little butt bump down low uh, to free himself in the lane and just doing little things that. I know, but they're just ago. not, they're holding the line, but you just can't, you're not expecting much from these guys. And when you well, get that's plus, the thing. Like if when you, you get if you plus get... performances, you're happy. Grant was definitely good tonight. Those guys hung in there. That should be fine. That's what you they, need. Yeah. But that's and what if, you need, but you can't have your stars play like that's crap. what I was just going to say. Like if the stars get right, all of a sudden you're looking at a rotation that's pretty good here. I see people going nuts about the rotation, but it goes these... both ways though, Bobby, we've seen a lot of times where the stars play well and the bench comes in and they just complete and they're like, you got to get these guys off the mm-hmm. floor. So uh, at the end of the day, again, this is what makes you 500. Your stars are inconsistent right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the bench is not deep and you're lucky when you survive your bench minutes, but 
if all you do is survive them on a night where you need a boost because your starters are getting their asses kicked, you you really don't have a chance. So again, it'd be different if like, you know, you talk about it again to use cross sports analogies. Anybody here who's a Bruins fan knows when the top lines on the ice are the best team in hockey, but then the rest of the game, you're like, okay, these other guys are like pretty. So when the top line doesn't score, the Bruins don't win, you know, like here, the Celtics, starting unit isn't so good that they're blowing people out as it is you know so i mean they have to be really really good to overcome how ordinary or below average this bench is uh right so you know and when you Tatum have and brown started the game in the first half with these guys i mean they just put them in such a big hole with their performance right when you have brown who's not close to apparently not close to where he should be and then Again, a bad game from Schroeder tonight. Um, you know, if he has a if he has an okay game or a decent game, they they might they probably win this game. They probably hold them off at the end. Um, that's probably off. been that's he probably been off. the most reliable thing over the last month here is him. Right. And exactly. He's been your was... third, you know, or second when Brown's out. He's been your second or third star. And tonight yeah. he was just another guy. Who and they started him, which shot. was good. Like that, I thought that would be an adjustment that would get you going out of the gate. And instead, mm-hmm. they just were awful he even missed a layup in that first quarter i think which we said he's he never does right uh, that start was baffling and we keep asking is it was it the start was it the finish he may pointed more toward the start uh, and i can't disagree even though that collapse was pretty awful just because the spurs were doing nothing during that stretch they didn't build a substantial lead at all they were missing some mind-blowing shots inside too if you really went on a nice run there to open the game you might have been able to put them down big and just Walk yeah. out of here. You can play your game. Good, yeah, pretty you good. You can't big play victory. your game when you're down 24. You're constantly just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing, you know, how can we chip away at this? You know, you can't yeah, get you got any put Parker in. Yeah, yeah, you you Neesmith. can't. You can't get comfortable. You can't play defense the way you want and slow the game down at all. So it's just, again, it was just, it was just a an ugly game to sit through and not the way I'm sure most people wanted to spend their Friday night. All right, guys, quick pause. We want to tell you about one of our sponsors, and that is INSA. We're welcome, welcoming back INSA. INSA. Of, yeah, exactly. It's one of Massachusetts' premier cannabis dispensaries, INSA, I-N-S-A. Uh, yeah. Their founders, Pat and Pete, they re-engineered the cannabis model uh, from what they sell to how they sell it. Uh, INSA dispensaries are inviting. They're modern. Uh, the staff are authorities on the science uh, they go in there. They can answer any question, difference between flowers, concentrates, uh, what you want to take for insomnia, anxiety, edibles, uh, hanging out with friends, whatever you want. They'll tell you exactly uh, what you need to fill your needs. Uh, world-class head chef there as well. And again, the founders, one thing we want to tell you about head them, they're chef. local. They're local. Uh, they're from They're from Western Mass. Salem. Not, yep. No. Oh, yeah. Located huh? in Salem, but there's a location in Salem. They're it's from to Springfield. Bobby yeah, jumped the gun because the, the Salem location <laughs> is near his Stop house. But they're lifelong pals from Springfield. Um, there's a couple of uh, locations out there. One near the MGM Casino. You can also go to East Hampton, or as Bobby said, Salem. Salem. This is the thing. Not enough people took advantage of this, so we're going to tell you about the deal one more time. If you go there and you mention that the garden report told you to stop by, mm-hmm. you get a t-shirt for a penny. That's literally all you have to do. And then you get anything else you want there too. That's not on us, but the t-shirt is on us. One penny. You know what? And I have a couple t-shirts and they're very comfy too. So yes. go to in- t-shirts. Get that green one. 
Otherwise, go to INSA.com or call 877-500-INSA for any uh, inquiries you have about anything else uh, going on. But if you want the T-shirt for a penny, just mention the Garden Report. Go get yourself some. Once again, have a good time. Yeah, have a good time. Visit the various locations throughout Massachusetts or go to INSA.com or call 877-500-INSA. Yeah, no, I know, no, I, I, know, I know it wasn't the way I wanted to. I don't know what people want from Eme either. It's like I don't get the Eme <laughs> stuff at all. I I, it's just you know why? Because it's it, it's like any sport, the coach is always the first one to go, first one to get the blame. I mean, coaches are getting fired left and right now in football. It's just that that's how it's always been. It's easy to blame the coach. It's like a parent who doesn't blame their kid for anything, right? His kids never be wrong. It's always everybody But, like, else. where do you want him to go? You can keep screaming all these names off the bench. They played Neesmith. They played Cantor. They played Parker. Bruno hasn't been here all year. I'm sorry. Like, there's obviously something he's not showing that isn't making him available. Wancho, we've seen the bits and pieces, and it hasn't looked Herman? good. And Pritchard. <laughs> Like, I don't know. Like, listen, I'd love to see Peyton Pritchard. It hasn't looked good any time he's taken the court. And there's a reason these guys end up buried on the bench. Like, there always is. And listen, like, we can bemoan the rotations after a loss. But if they win this game or, like, scrap it out down the stretch here, are you really still saying, like, oh, why didn't we see Pritchard in these other guys? There is not a single NBA fan base that doesn't, crap all over their coaches rotations it doesn't even matter whether the team wins wins is successful or not that's the only thing you can point to because it's easy to say you know it's again to use the cross sports analogy it's like you know bringing guys in from the bullpen sometimes it just doesn't work and it's the manager's fault not the fact that the guys just sometimes some players they suck sometimes you know like guys who come off the bench when you're playing starters with bench guys the reason they're bench guys is they're not good enough to be starters which means sometimes they're just gonna suck and that's just no but my point is like you everyone gets mad at rotations rotations mean when you're you're mixing and matching parts and bringing people in off the bench cold and sometimes they just don't freaking have it it's so easy to get mad at rotations yeah it really is everybody does it where it's it's not a celtics problem if you're healthy and you have that fourth quarter differential that they do you probably start to look at what you're putting out there in the fourth uh, but it doesn't go back to who's playing and who isn't. It's which the buy-in. It's the buy-in. This is the problem from the get-go. And this is where, if you're going to point to something, I'm not going to say it's Ime's fault per se, but the point was you brought this guy in because you you wanted to be challenged and you wanted to be push hard. And you just get Ime going out there and saying, we're not doing this and we're not doing that and we're not whatever. And you had games early in the season where there were effort issues. And now you've got him calling them out again uh, for not playing hard and not moving the ball and trying to, you know, hunt for their own offense. It's, you just can't do that. You need better buy-in and it has to be top down. When, mm-hmm. the, when when the best players don't do it and they just go out there and they start hunting, you know, buckets for themselves, that's what happens. And I know the cross, there's people here say it a lot in the chat. And you're like, what are they supposed to do? Pass to other people? Again, what choice do you have? If one doesn't work, do something else. Like, I, the, yeah, just get on the roll. Like, there's certain things. Well, move they... without the ball. Like, the best play all game long, best play all game long, Tatum drove. Um, 
kind of, you know, looked like he got a little trapped underneath the basket, so he had to wing a pass to somebody, and then he rolled right around to the corner, got the Romeo. ball back. Yeah, we got back from Romeo. Got the ball back and hit a three, and I was like, oh, you've never he, – he, he found another spot. He drove, kicked it, found another spot, got open, hit a three. I was like, oh, my God, yeah. there it is. Like, do that. That was like the – that was – you know, it's not that. I mean, the seventeen Celtics work to work to get yourself open, work to get to your spot, move without the ball. They do so little of it, you know. Yeah, and the seventeen Celtics. It's not like they had sharpshooters. You know, you had Horford, who was better at shooting back then. You had Crowder, who really came and went when it came to his pull up threes off the catch, and you know Bradley, who was never a sharpshooter. Like I these, agree. you didn't have like. Golden State shooting back then, but you just ran the system, created the open shots, built rhythms for these guys. And really, you know, when we go back to that Tatum conversation about his willingness to give up the stats, like I still feel the same way about his mentality, essentially as John does here, even though we went back and forth the other day. But you don't even have the possibility, even the imagination of him having one of those Jimmy Butler games where you know, oh, Tatum didn't take a shot in the first quarter. He was just forcing the ball at other guys, like really trying to get them going and building a rhythm with those players. Miami has better role guys. They move like crazy. They do a lot system-wise that gets those guys in the good spots. They're not just sitting at the line waiting for the pass. Uh, but that's where Tatum could really start to experiment this year as a creator is just really take back the shot yeah. attempts and ramp up the passes big time in certain games. The thing is, do you even end up in a worse position offensively? Maybe, but why not try it? You're losing some of these games anyway. That's what I mean is like, what would be the worst thing in the world? You know, like, and again, we point to Butler and I we wouldn't the, be mad, would we, if we saw yeah. that and they lost and the, it was like, yeah. all right, that was a good I mean, try. if he did, if he did the petulant Kobe, remember that time when Kobe got called out for shooting. So he just went out and didn't take a shot and just passed and his team lost by 60 or whatever, yeah, yeah. you know, that, yeah. whatever game those he's like, okay, I shoot too much. You do it. You know, just to prove if I don't shoot, no one's going to score. You don't want to see that, but you're right. I mean, I forget what the situation was when we brought up that Butler thing, but there was just talk of him doing that specifically for people. Like We're everyone in the East saying, finals, yeah. yeah, like this guy, it, this is what he lives for. Like he'll spend, he'll try at his own expense desperately to get people up and going and engaged. It's really you know, admirable. You got to yeah. love that. It is. It is. It is. Um, so we definitely dig that. Um you know, oh, Grant at the podium now. Yeah. <laughs> Is Cantor ever going to take the podium? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Is that, isn't that not allowed? I mean, I guess I don't know. let it go. Yeah, like, guys, I'm gonna, I, I'll be back in 10 seconds. All right. Coming right. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I don't know if Grant. I, guys every game. Well, I, I know. I, I don't know if Grant's. I mean, sorry. I don't know if Cantor's a focal point enough of the team right now to really give a quote that I guess the reporters are going to be able to hang on. And I I mean, I don't know if Grant is either, but Grant, Grant loves to talk and listen, shout out to Grant. You know, he's saying the right things. He's, you know, holding himself accountable, holding the team accountable. You, you look for guys that, that want to step up after a loss and, and take the blame or take the brunt of it and, and, you know, try to work towards, Getting the Here's team the thing going about in the Grant. right direction, and like you know, they don't have the captain. Uh, you know, sort oh of my take God. on that role. 
I didn't even say this. They sent Grant out to midcourt on Wednesday. It was probably on TV. Maybe it wasn't. Uh, to give like a little speech, a Thanksgiving speech. Remember um, opening night, they always have yeah. someone go out and they sent oh, out Oh, it was smart. Grant? Yeah. Well, they sent out Smart on opening night. And it was a very uninspired speech, just kind of grumbling and saying thanks for coming and putting the mic down. <laughs> Grant gave a pretty impassioned speech. You know, have a great Thanksgiving. We love playing for you guys. And the crowd went nuts. It was like, whoa, there's the captain. <laughs> Grant. Hey, no, but I mean, Grant, if he wants just, it, John, if he wants it, he can have it. I want somebody who wants it. But Jimmy was just saying, like, there is something to Grant, just like the energy and the enthusiasm and just speaking up on things. And there's so little of that on the team that it's like, all right, it's refreshing. And that's why they draft him in 2019 to some degree, in spite of some challenges that he has physically on the court and just adapting to this level uh they wanted a big boost in the room and i thought he gave it to them that year he's starting to play better again like you can't rule out him becoming the best player out of all these young guys right now i mean that's where he is right now out of all four of those young guys uh, he's the best player and i know but it's man- like <laughs> why know. can't we just be happy wow. about one good thing it's that's like, positive. That's know. a positive way to think about it, I guess. If the other drafts weren't bust, John, or I don't want to say that yet, but if the other drafts weren't veering toward draft picks weren't veering toward bust, you'd be looking at Grant at but like saying, or whatever it is. Saying and you'd be Grant, saying, oh, a decent pick. No, saying Grant is the best of the kids is like saying like sprainings my ankle is my favorite injury. You know, like it still isn't good. You know, I just still hurt. It's not good. It's better than it's better than a torn ACL, I guess. Like you, you can't say that it's a good. The the Grant is not a good comparison. Grant's not a good good thing. Grant's not a good thing. You know, it's just like it's the best of a bunch of bad things. Yeah, it's like what's your favorite vegetable? Like, you know, you know, what's your favorite boiled good... vegetable? You know, like, I yeah, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, this is I the guess guy I'll take the carrots. To, this is the guy some people wanted to release last year, and now he's giving you 27 yeah, but Bobby, minutes yeah, in a game. Yeah, Bobby, but it's a I'm different leave, season. I'm leaving again. It's not because I'm mad. I just have to, it, I'm having a technical There's problem. no sense in comparing Grant from last season to Grant from this season. I think every agree that he's much more reliable and better. He's hitting his outside shots. He looks like he has a purpose out there. And he's taking... I don't want to say a leadership role because that's a little too much, but he is taking sort of an initiative um, of that style of, you know, whether it's on the court or off the court. He has the right attitude. He's a guy who seems to spread positivity, and that's important, and that's going to help him out. You know, if it doesn't help anybody, if it doesn't want to, if everyone on the Celtics wants to pout and complain and mope and all this stuff, if he's Grant still giving you that. If Grant wants to focus on himself and being that positive, um, you know, aspect or whatever you want to say, then that's going to work for him, and it's it'll pay off, you know, in the long run. And it's making him a better player, you know. The power of positive thinking goes a long way, and I'm sure he's practicing yeah, he, his ass off. And he's too. been fairly consistent, right? John talks about like the ups and downs of these role guys. Like there hasn't been huge ups and downs for Grant. I think he's been steady, you know, forty percent three point shooting and. You this know, year, four or five rebounds and 10 points if you're playing them consistently. So that's something you can depend on right now. And, you know, I think that's a good thing. Maybe yep. it's not a good thing that that's one of the best things going for them right now, right. but it's, it's not, it is a good thing. It's not his fault that it's not enough. I mean, he's doing what he's, you know, I said this today during the game. To if you yep. put him on a championship team, he'd be a pretty helpful piece, wouldn't he? No. What? 
No, he versatile wouldn't. defender, uh, hit shots. Uh, on, yeah. a on a championship team, I don't think he'd do. Much. He'd play a lot. Uh, I don't think he'd play a whole lot either. Put him on uh, the Lakers. Very quickly, this that was, type um, of a player. Sure. This was uh, we talked about Ime. This was Ime earlier uh, talking about the ball movement situation. I don't think it was so much late in the fourth quarter. I think it was more to start the game. Um, it seemed like everybody was trying to get themselves going, and so. Second quarter on, we were actually moving the ball, inviting the double teams. They went in the box and one on Jason late, and we got the looks we wanted, wide open corner threes for Dennis and, and penetration from other guys. So Jason got it going, and they started to try to take him out of it, obviously, and I think it was more so the first quarter of everybody trying to get going instead of playing team basketball late in the game. I mean, we got some decent shots, some decent drives there, and it wasn't as much holding it. It was, you know, Dennis – not as much holding it, put most of the ball movement stuff in the first quarter, says that's why they dug a hole. They came in there. And it's again, you see that a lot on those games you don't really want to play. You're get let's take some shots. If they go in, we build a lead, great. You know, if not, it's like, uh, are we ready to work for it or not? You know, it's much harder work mm -hmm. to like work the ball around and try to get yourself a bucket. Um, you know, yeah, what do these last two games look like if Rob plays? Better, man. He makes a huge difference. Yeah, they still lose. I mean, the Brooklyn game, I don't know. That that just looked like a game that they just, you know, they, they were getting beat up there. Yeah, but it's almost good that he's sick, right? He's not hurt. He'll get a little rest on his legs. He'll come back, hopefully. It's with better that he's out and, sick now rather yeah. than hurt for oh, yeah, sure, because you're right. Of course. Anything that's not, uh, that's not a, you know, a, you know, physical ailment. But yeah, um, and, and, you know, you think of things that are similar to last year, just the day and night look on offense and defense to some degree too for this team when he's out there versus when he's not i mean he's in the 84th percentile of on off guys in the league which is pretty substantial i think he's still their best net rating guy 12 points better when he's on versus when he's off um, most of it's on field goal percentage you know your turnovers offensive rebounds are up uh, defense you give up eight point less points you um you know force three percent more turnovers reduce the free throw rate at a pretty elite level. I mean, he just does so much. He's probably their X factor this year. So like, yeah. it's, it's another thing that's the same as last year. If Rob's out there, you look pretty good. If he's not, you're really looking bad. Yep. Um, all right, guys, let's wrap, let's wrap it. Jimmy, I want to get, get a couple more thoughts from you here. And I think we're going to uh, call it a night here. Um, because you know, again, quick turn around to Sunday. Yeah. We got another one on Sunday. Uh, Jimmy, what do you got? No, I was just taking a peek at the schedule because I, I know that we talked about it recently, but this is a 10 and 10 team and they're coming up on a road trip and they're coming up against some good, good teams and very realistic. And perhaps more, you know, I would say likely this is a below 500 team, uh, you know, in the next week to 10 to 14 days. And I mean, is that really, you know, is this what we can expect the rest of the season? Probably floating around 500, depending on, Who's up next? I mean, they they were beating bad teams, but they you know obviously tonight was a different story. But they lose to good teams, they beat bad teams, and there are those random nights where it can go either way. This is just an inconsistent team. They've been this way since all of last season, um, and I don't see anything that's going to change that based on the current roster construction and players who are banged up or hurt or sick or how do they look fully healthy though what how do they look fully healthy though slightly okay. above average maybe yeah i mean I... they're they're an above average team 
they they don't execute in the fourth quarter healthy or not healthy and they you know i just don't see the killer instinct i i, I haven't seen it in in a, in a while that's a problem is i i think since last year we've been waiting on that like team defining run uh, that you didn't never saw like a and little last- swagger but just something where it's like, this is who they can be, you know? And that like, Rob we, run last year was the closest yeah, you came. Exactly. Rob, they went nine and two there with Rob there as a starter. That was pretty good. But, and then you had the Fournier kind of double back with the COVID where we never really got to see everybody. And then it was Jalen went out and that was that. So injuries really kind of derailed that. But we've been waiting a year plus to see like, let's get them loaded up. Let's get everybody in there at the same time and let's let's see them run for 10, 15 straight games and see if you can get a right. sense of who this team could be. It's amazing. I, I, again, I'm not an excuse maker. You guys know that I because I, I think everybody goes through it. It is it's two things. It's twofold. It's pretty remarkable. We haven't been able to see for a year and 20 games what a full roster for an extended period of time would look like to get a better sense of what this team is, but also it just magnifies, you know, the issues they have and how, you know, they just really do have a lack of talent depth there where yeah. when they do lose one or two guys, they're a really, yeah, they've really, never been really, deep enough yeah. to take on those injuries or, you know, whether it was missed time through COVID. right now, I mean, so COVID screwed it's hard. And yeah. that was, that was a key attribute in terms of building rosters going into last year with the COVID situation. It was like teams that could sustain losses were going to look good the next two years or so here. Teams that didn't have the depth to be able to miss their for, you know, best player for a covid list stint here were really going to suffer. And you could have predicted that with the Celtics last year especially. And uh, this year, I'm kind of surprised the depth hasn't played out. Like, we expected Neesmith and Pritchard to be con- contributors. I think almost everybody did. Um, like, I thought Bruno would be able to play and not just be completely missing. Wancho, too. Uh, d- you know, some of these guys that have just disappeared here, it's been surprising that they have. And maybe that's a criticism of Wancho you never. Make. Wancho didn't disappear. He just didn't He appear. was a starter to start the preseason. Never appeared. No, 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 no. They looked no. at it. They looked at it. Bobby, one game in the preseason, and and Ime prefaced, like throwing the, things around. prefaced yeah. the crap out of it, saying, "Do not read anything into this." <laughs> okay, and people still did. I remember we were talking about, oh, like they have. I was like, John oh. liked it. John liked the idea. I, I, I said, I I hated it. I liked, and I still. I liked didn't even the hate idea it. I just knew it of, wasn't going to happen. I still like the idea of the imperfect starting lineup to be able to have different rotations and more balance coming in. Like I said, shoehorning a Neesmith or someone in there just because you want shooting and put him out there with starters and let him play there where that's all he has to do. And he might get open looks. I'm still in favor of potentially doing that. And so that's why I was like, try anything. Cause I also didn't want to start Robin Al at all. I really didn't. I, cause I didn't like the big man depth. I didn't want Ennis, Enos and Grant playing huge minutes. Um, you know, coming in, uh, you know, with those second units. So I, I'm, I'm, but Wancho's clearly not it. Um, and that's, I can't, <laughs> they got to send like a group trip up to Maine so we can go too. Cause that's going to be fun when everybody goes up there and they win by 50 and these <laughs> Smith looks awesome. It'll be more fun than coming to awesome. a game like this. Yeah. yeah. We, we're, we're just dying for that Maine trip where everybody's up there and there's some good players on Maine, like Cornette and Hauser and, that dang Adele who I covered in college. Like I am ready for the main trip at this point. That's, that's how low it's getting in the big leagues here. (laughs) Well, it might happen sooner than you think. 
I remember a reporter asked rate. Brad, you know, Maine was having a great year two seasons ago or so, you know, with Taco and Tremont and all of them, and they were making the playoffs. I think they were pushing for the playoff uh, championship at that point. And a reporter asked Brad, do you owe it to Maine to give them a chance to win it all, you know, with the run they're on right now? And Brad was just like, uh, no. <laughs> we're going to do what's best for the Yeah, no, not quite. No. <laughs> that was one of my funny nice practice moments. Yeah. Um, all right. So I uh, just want to remind Ooh. people again, uh, uh, you know, we are back at this on Sunday uh, because we have uh, more games, more games <laughs> up in up in Toronto. Is that right? Toronto. Yep. And then a uh, couple of days off and a big one on Wednesday against Wednesday the Sixers. home against the Sixers. So that'll be good. Um, but, uh, you know, you definitely want to big one. You definitely want to win this Toronto one. So just some programming notes. First and foremost, they're all I'll big ones. I'll let everybody now. know at home. Uh, Patriots Titans. This is a huge game. Uh, one o'clock game on Sunday. We'll have a post game show coming up right after uh, with Evan Lazar, who will be in Foxborough covering the game. If you have not already go to Patriots press pass on YouTube, subscribe. That's our Patriots YouTube channel. We'll have preview materials leading up to the game and then a live post game show. 30 minutes after the final whistle. Um, so uh, please make sure to subscribe there. Uh, subscribe to our Celtics All Access channel also on YouTube mm -hmm. for all of our Celtics content and all the podcasts and all the clips and videos that we do uh, talking about the team. You want to make sure that you go there as well. We want to give one last shout out to our sponsor, calm.com um, slash garden. It's the number one sleep and meditation app. Once again, calm dot com slash garden 40 percent off a premium subscription so that's all i gotta say guys we are back as we said uh with the raptors and what time is that a six o'clock game i heard granny say five there yeah, I don't know know if they moved that's it. for their pre that's their pre -game. Oh, all right six yeah i believe i believe that's their pregame. yeah um so um, that it is, is at it's six yeah six yeah. So that's the next one. 6 p.m. tip off. It's confirmed with the graphic. So make sure you're here after that game. We'll have post game as well for that. So uh, again, post happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Pistons Lakers Sunday too. The rematch. Yeah. Uh, we will <laughs> oh. see you guys again. Uh, we'll see you guys on Sunday. Hang in there, guys. Better days ahead. We think maybe. We think.